Hello and welcome to Working Syracuse, the podcast inspired by journalist Studs Terkel featuring Salt City residents talking about what they do to earn a paycheck and how they find meaning in those jobs. I'm your host, Bronte Schmidt. This episode, Nicole Engelman walks us through her conversation with Annie Wilcox, who works as a caregiver at the Francis House in Syracuse's North Side. Annie is no stranger to loss in her personal or professional life, but despite it all, she rarely stops smiling. Hello, sweet girl. Hi, honey. It's me, Annie. I'm going to get you a drink, okay? We'll get your mouth wet. Let's have a little sip. Here we go. Got some applesauce. Good work. All right, sweet girl. I'm going to go now. I'm going. Oh my gosh, yes. (laughs) They're great people um, who have very little time. So what I enjoy most about meeting the residents is um, they make friends quickly because their time is short. So there's no, none of that initial game playing that we do as human beings, testing the waters, so to speak. They They don't have the time nor the inclination. They just say what they wanna say. Annie Wilcox has been working as a caregiver at Francis House in Syracuse, New York for eight years. Francis House provides a home and extended family to people with terminal illnesses, allowing them to live their last few months with integrity, companionship, and even laughs around the dinner table. If I cannot answer it right away, um, when a resident needs something and they ring a bell and I cannot answer it right away, the beauty of that is, is that I have these wonderful volunteers. So someone will touch that person and say, I will let her know. So they feel that they've been heard and sometimes that's just enough to settle them down so that they can wait that little bit of extra time for me to come. So um, it's really great to know that when someone asks for help, it's just moments away here. In order to make the residents feel at home, Francis House looks exactly like one. Two large white houses are joined together by what Francis House employees call the link. Each house buzzes with life, from families playing cards in the living room to the bright vases of flowers that seem to cover every surface. Residents decorate their rooms with family photos, and in the kitchen, it's common to find freshly baked goods and chatting, laughing employees. But all it takes is the sound of a distant bell ringing to disrupt this happy hum and send someone rushing into the hallway. Was that you, honey? Hang on, I'm coming. A typical day here at Francis House begins um, with coming to report. And so the evening shift will pass off anything pertinent that they feel needs my attention immediately. Otherwise, we have a log that we write down the events of the shift for the next shift to read. So, but things that need, like if there's a med that needs to happen right away or someone's daughter is coming and we need to get them cleaned up first so they look really nice or that kind of thing, they give me that information. At any given moment, Annie can be seen running from room to room, making sure every resident's needs are being met. 
Between rooms, she briefly pauses in the hallway to say hello to a coworker, but then continues to the next room, greeting each resident as she goes. Annie then passes out medication to each of her residents during breakfast and lunch, making sure every resident is comfortable and pain-free. I will pass all the meds, and you know that takes that takes me well over an hour because when you're in the room, they're going to have other needs, and you're not going to say, you know, I'll be back for that. You're going to help them with those things. Sometimes Annie will even go beyond her regular duties to make sure her residents are as comfortable as possible. Um, one of the things that I enjoy doing is laundry because um, it is something that I've learned about myself is that I do not like delayed gratification in any way, shape, or form. I love for them to be able to wear their own belongings. I love going down there and putting fabric softener in them so they're all nice and soft, so they're not all staticky when they come out of the dryer. And then you go and you get them dressed and they put them on and then they're just like, oh, and they smell so good. That's the best feeling, isn't it? It's almost as good as smelling pie. Besides her focus on personalized care, Annie believes one of the most important aspects of Francis House is that it exists to alleviate the burden that terminally ill family members can put on their loved ones, no matter how difficult that task may sometimes be. What is the most challenging part of this job is balancing the need of the resident with the need of the family, because you get them both. And ultimately, we're here for the resident, but if their families aren't happy, the resident isn't happy. Especially if you find that you'll have a family with a, a, a large number of siblings. Shockingly, not all of them agree on what's the best way to take care of their family members. So you'll have one part of the family saying, I don't want to see my, my father in pain. Give him everything he can have. Keep him comfortable. The next family member comes in and maybe she's been estranged with her father and she wants to make peace with him before he goes. And if I medicate him to keep him comfortable, he very well may be asleep at the time that she's here. Despite this difficult position that Annie can sometimes find herself in, she knows that the person she is ultimately there for is the resident. They're on a journey and we just get to help them cross the bridge basically and so we're a bridge for many things we're a bridge for their families so that they can stop taking care of each other and just be families again so it's like a little bridge to fix the gap that has separated them with the illness Annie understands the challenges that caring for a loved one can bring she lost her own daughter Holly at just 20 years old I had a daughter with a terminal illness. This is a reason why I do this. And um, I walked that road with her already, and she pretty much taught me everything I needed to know. Um, so you wouldn't even have known she was dying except for you know her occasional cough. You just got to, um, she just enjoyed the little innuendos of each and every day. And I think that is, the beauty of being with someone who knows they're dying. But despite this experience with loss, Annie's work at Francis' house sometimes takes an emotional toll on her. On any given day, 
Annie could come to work and find that one of her residents has passed. Well, I'm not going to lie, sometimes it's a shock when you come in and someone who you least expected has passed. It's um, sometimes you feel a loss, but as a rule, we know that's what we do here, and and so I I struggle for the right words. I, I mean, it's not that you're numb to it because you never you never could be. Um, um, but um, recently, we just lost a resident in um, 108, and. Um, I did not realize how much she was um, paying attention to all the little details of what was going on in our day-to-day -day lives. And then um, one day I had mentioned to her that my youngest was pregnant and she remembered that when I came back in two weeks. And you know, she just would retain really neat things and I just found her such a delight. Um, she had a very dry sense of humor, it's not generally my, my match for a friend, and, um, but I have to say that um, she just tugged on me in a really special way, and she only recently just passed, and I do miss her, um, but it was great fun while it lasted, <laughs> so, yeah. But this resident also left an impression on Annie for an entirely different reason. I could see her getting closer to the end. I, I felt myself desperately wanting to give her a word to give to Holly. And, and it troubled me that I thought of that. It just like popped into my head one day. And I thought, oh my God, this is not about me. This is about her. But I did go through that with this one lady. I don't know if it's because I was so close to her and I knew how much um, my daughter would enjoy her. And, you know, it's just a, it's a very unusual line of work, to say the least. <laughs> so. <laughs> After her years as a caregiver, Annie has come to look at death differently. She remembers her residents as friends, dancers, entrepreneurs, celebrating the lives they let her be a part of. Annie even recalls caring for a congressman's wife and a homeless woman who at Francis' house finally had a family. I mean, truly, you or I could die before one of them from any number of things, car accident, illness, you know, anything. Our days were already numbered. We don't know what they hold for us but so to walk with someone who knows that her days are numbered and to see her appreciate the laughter or the beauty or the flavor of food or a scent of a candle or you know just simple things that maybe we forget and so I think that I've said this before is that people who are dying don't want to sit around and wait to die. They want to live until they do. Thanks, Nicole. 
Because of Annie's dedication to Francis' house, she and her husband of 10 years have still not gone on a honeymoon, but they recently bought an RV and look forward to little getaways until retirement. That's all for this episode of Working Syracuse. Check out our website, www.workingsyracuse.com, for more interviews and extra content about Annie. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter, at Working Syracuse. This episode was written by Nicole Engelman and Juliana Whiteway. The episode was produced by Jared Bamba. Extra help came from Katie Cohen. Our theme music is by Logan Piercy. I'm your host, Bronte Schmidt, and it's time for us to clock out. Thank you.